0: Hello, my people. This is King Shane Williams, and you're listening to Live and In Color with Wolfie D, because I'm the king. And you're not.
1: Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and In Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Live and In Color with Wolfie D. You know who I am and my man, Jimmy, across the street. Skirt. What up? What up? What up? Oh, just building zombies again. What are you doing? Yeah. Building zombies, dude. Oh, yeah. I got a zombie coming out. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is he's, yeah. he's scary. That's I'm, awesome. I'm ready to get him outside because I don't even want him in the house.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like you turn the corner. <laughs> and oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. That's cool, though. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Can't wait to see it
3: cool what's going on with you man
1: not much brother just you know busier than everything so first my wife and i we went up to see my nephew for his birthday in like northern virginia Mm -hmm. then i drive out to see my son in nashville i was Mm -hmm. like i was like seven days straight in a hotel room and Mm -hmm. it was i was it was getting old okay and so then my wife the other night starts feeling bad she's like she can't even eat anything she eats a cracker can't keep it down Mm. so she's like i want to go to urgent care and i'm like babe if it's something serious we just need to go to the er because they're going to just say hey you got to go to the er yeah exactly lays everything so we go straight to the er and they're like and she's in such pain so they give her a little something for the pain doesn't Mm -hmm. really help they do a Mm -hmm. ultrasound on her find out she's got her gallbladder is gone and Mm. it's It's not
2: doing good. So
1: they rush her to the hospital. Well, I say rush, but they say you got to be there at 630 in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, I know, dude. This is a lifelong
2: story. (laughs) The way you said rush. I say rush.
1: Yeah. Well, they rush to the – they rush us to the hospital. It was like you got to be here at 6. Leave it for surgery at six 30, we get to the hospital and we're there six 30. We're thinking she's about to go under the knife. They're like, Oh, we've got you set up for one o'clock. And we're like, what? And I mean, again, we needed to be at the hospital anyway, but still six 30 to 1 PM. That's a long yeah. time. Guess when she officially went back three o'clock. Yeah. yeah.
2: So anyway, that's well, my,
1: my life. I'm sick of traveling. I just want to be at home. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm sure the listeners, uh, just just as I am, are uh, giving their uh, well wishes to your to your girl Michelle.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we, and not your Michelle. No, though, well,
2: not my,
1: well, wishes to your Michelle as always, but <laughs> anyway, yeah. So long story short, my life's been crazy busy and guess what? I've wow. been able to edit and put out like three podcasts during that time. So, wow. and, uh, you know, you use
2: your time wisely.
1: I try, bro. I really do. <laughs> I try.
2: Man, but, hey, let's talk about our guests, man. Okay. I love it. <laughs> the king. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, not the king, and he knows that I feel that way, but right, the king not of the Nox, king. Man. But yeah, I love Shane, and he's uh, I can't wait to get I ain't talked to him in a long time, man, and uh, I'd like to get him on here, man. We need to hang up and call him and get him on, man
1: okay so enough of my crap let's get the guest on i get it all right <laughs> we'll be right back
2: with the king of knoxville after these messages hey folks to get your official live it in color with wolfie d merchandise go to pro livewolfied forward slash live wolfie d check it out
1: If you're listening to Live and In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast, and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again.
2: All right, guys, we're back, and as promised, wow, Jimmy. Why do we always try to do this thing where like we milk who's coming on? Like we're talking, like oh, who is it? we've already told them; they know who's coming. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just a thing. <laughs> it's just it's a, like, yeah, it's just a thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it's like yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. They all know. Why who it we is. It's I'm just I'm gonna stop a thing. doing it. I got to. Okay,
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, man. But let me tell you something. Our next guest, for real man, like uh you know, there's guys that I've I've worked with and and whatever. But uh he's a friend, man. I consider him a friend. Right? I, I like this guy, and he's also probably a. I guarantee you, he speeds. And and you know, you know why I'm saying that? Why's that, Jimmy? God, can you – I mean, where are you? You with me? I'm here, bro. I'm here, brother. He's got a lead foot, man. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Like, you wouldn't think about this guy that – like, you wouldn't think, oh, man, he's just he – he looks like a stiff guy to work with. I promise you. Shane, the King Williams, is a stiff guy to work with. He's got lead <laughs> feet, man. It ain't necessarily his hands. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> That's why I say he, he might speed, man, because his his kicks and his stomps and shit. Oh fuck, man! Come on, Shane. Do I? Oh, you trans, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, everybody, King Saint Williams. <laughs> hey.
0: What's up? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> Not much, man. Hey, I, listen, I was just trying to. I just. I just. I thought you told me to kick you harder. I thought that was what it, <laughs> what you told me. Yeah, you, you never heard me say that to nobody. Oh, <laughs> uh, my bad. My bad.
2: <laughs>
0: How you doing, bro? Oh man, I'm hanging in there. I'm trying to uh, adjust to normal civilian having a shoot job life now. Besides uh, wrestling all the time. Man. So we're doing the personal training, right? Yeah, I'm actually uh like running some gyms, doing some uh sales manager stuff and uh, then cool. still doing training and all that all that jazz. Man, that's yeah. cool, I'm, man. I've been stuck in it forever. Yeah.
2: All you guys, man, get out of the rest of business and start personal training. <laughs>
0: we talked to so many guys and you know yeah. I mean it's a natural fit, I guess. Well, I'll tell you, definitely, the, the money is definitely uh, a little bit easier. <laughs> <than>. <laughs> man, um, Jimmy,
1: what do you want to ask Shane? I just, you know, I mean, he's King Shane Williams, right? So I got to ask this, man. Like, talk right. about your trainer, man. Like, who who trained you? Talk about
0: your first oh. match, that kind of stuff. Dude, I, I'll, I'll tell you, my uh, – I was – I came up in a weird time in wrestling. Like, I came up, like, with the – like almost where the attitude era was like almost like at top, right? Yeah. And then I grew up in um, right outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, in a small town called Maryville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I had no earthly idea how to get into professional wrestling. So I kind of just kind of took my, my poor girlfriend at the time and I drug her around uh, while I was in college every small office. independent. Yeah, it sure did. I was like, if I'm going, like you know, you want to go to this wrestling show instead of going on a really meaningful date, right? <laughs> 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 Popcorn
1: for dinner, you know. Come on.
0: Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, obviously, uh, that didn't last too long, you know. But anyway, I ended up getting uh, broken in uh, <laughs> in uh, Maribel, Tennessee, at, uh, for a guy named Rerun. Same was Terry Wright, and he he went by Rerun. But he, him and these guys kind of like you. had to. I'm just kidding. Nope. No, <laughs> no. He, they end up having like a small, like little, um, like uh, like pool hall arcade, and in the back behind that building, they had a, another small building, and they oh, raised the ceiling in that and put a wrestling ring in it, okay. and then started uh, training people, obviously. Not training people very good, but showing us exactly how to take bumps and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, luckily, now they opened the door for me, and I had my very first match in La Follette, Tennessee, um, maybe like a year after maybe training. And luckily, I I got – man, it had to be 2002. Okay, because I was trying to yeah. think, man. When I when I first met you before we started talking, I remember. I remember when I first met you. When I first, you. I remember it was at a yeah, Burt Prentice go show. Go ahead, man. It was at a Burt Prentice you, show in Crossville, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, okay. you yeah. Bert, oh. uh told me I was going to be working you, and uh, I remember getting there and uh, uh, trying to uh, you know chit chat with you and talk to you about. Uh, you know the, the match and everything, and it was uh, it was really fun because uh, I, of course I'm I'm still green and everything, and I remember you took yeah. me outside and and gave me gave me a beer before the match. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, That is funny. Was it good? Was it a good, a good match? <laughs> it was a great match what are you talking about man they're hanging out the rafters what are you talking about anytime No, honestly any anytime i've ever worked you
2: it's been a very good match uh man you remember that time you come over to my house and uh because i was working in Cahagas, i had the band there and all that stuff and then we had you yep. uh like i had you in disguise in the yep. in the audience That saw and do you remember yep. that Jimmy? I do. Yeah, <laughs> to right the yeah. Makeup on him and all that. Did anybody, I, I know we talked about
0: this, but how much did people like look at you like, because they really didn't know. You know what I mean? They, they- didn't know me. Yeah. I know they, yeah. that, that was a real makeup job right there. I had, yeah, I, looked like a, <laughs> I had like a long hair. I had like a goatee beard and everything. Yeah. I even went out and had margaritas yeah. before we, we uh, did the show. <laughs> That's <awful>. yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then the funny part too, if you, if
2: you recall, I'm, I'm going to say his name, Tim Thomason, uh, for all, uh, gave us the shittiest fucking table that you could ever give someone that needed a table to do a a major finish in the ring. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, if you remember, the table would not stand up, me and me Hey, working we, that table would not stand up, so we had to lean in the corner. And the finish was: you come in at the, you know, you take the disguise off or whatever, and fucking pile drive me through a table which was supposed to be standing yeah. up. And we're supposed to be up in the air, boom! But no, crawl, you son of a bitch! You gave us a seat table, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Shane was professional enough, Jimmy. Seriously. Like he 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 did the pile driver, but he knew where it was and kind of just like jumped back on it. No, was the impact what it should have been and what we wanted? No, but Shane was good enough to uh to cover that. A lot of guys couldn't
0: probably cover that. That's awesome. I, I see I got really lucky coming up in wrestling where well I didn't get the best training, but luckily I was in the right area to work with all the guys that were still doing it for a living and making money doing it. So I Thinking in my head, I'm like, I need to get with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I need to. <laughs> Luckily, I got got hooked up with Dr. Tom Pritchard and then Ricky Morton mm. and then Tracy Mothers. Otherwise, man, I'd still have been in that small garage hitting the ropes and taking bumps, wanting yeah. to know what a week was. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Hey, man. So I know over time you kind of gotten a little
2: flack sometimes for doing the king thing because in this area. They all know Jerry Lawler the King. Uh, honestly, when I saw Harley Race, I was like, oh, "He's not the King, man." And then right. you got Mabel the King. You got everybody's been the King now, but because of this area, I think it gave you a little more uh, slack than you deserved. But oh yeah, uh, I want you to tell the story. Uh, if I recall correctly, you you think Lawler ribbed you at, at WWF or E or whatever it was back then.
0: I don't know if he ribbed me there. I know one time he did rib me <laughs> uh, about the gimmick, the gimmick where they really made you wear the gimmick or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think I don't know, I don't know what if he did anything at WWE to, to to like rib me or anything. I know yeah. at one point they did tell me there, like, of course I'm going there for a tryout, mm-hmm. and then of course you now they're telling me like you know all the things they already have. We already have the best but- wrestler. We already have a guy named the King here. You know, we already have this, right? Right. So so I literally, um, (laughs) I went to my my bag and pulled out um, like a wife, a dirty wife beater and some shorts. And I dressed up like a homeless person. Yeah. I might have gotten a little little confused, but yeah. Yeah. And like I remember... Road Dog and Billy Gunn coming up to me and catering, going, "What are you doing?" Because I took a, I went and I a, grabbed me a little plate and put barbecue sauce on it, ketchup, mustard, right, just so I could put <laughs> some stains on my clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I, ideally, I mean, I was, I was, I didn't, I didn't care what I had to do. I was trying to get a job, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, they frowned upon the, my my accent there. So they did not oh. like my yeah, southern, like southern accent southern. at all. They did yeah. not like that.
1: That was the yeah, deal. They, That's what they said to you: "Like, hey, your everything's
0: cool, but your accent sucks, man." Is that what kind of? Literally, um, I, I went back and I uh, they they told me I was going to be doing a promo, and um, and Paul Heyman picked his head in the room, going. Hey guys, you care if I sit in on this? And he he came in and turned his chair backwards and sat in it, staring straight at me, you know. And then you have the sure. some executives there too. So so I'm fucking like, oh my god, I'm freaking out. Yeah. So I start. They have me do like a little promo on Kofi Kingston, and I do I do my thing. And I remember uh, Paul Heyman going, "You know who you remind me of? You remind me of like a hot stuff Eddie Gilbert." And mm-hmm. I go, "That's." Because I was always a growing up, I was always a hot stuff Eddie Gilbert fan, and he was always mm-hmm. trying to do the king too. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can I could relate to that, right? And I can kind of watch some right. of his matches and see how he kind of swerved that and did things with it, right? That makes. So when he said that sense. to me, when he said I mean, that I to can me, really
2: I honestly just put that together, man. You, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: you, yes, I can see that, man. I can see you kind of being the Eddie Gilbert guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. So I, and he he was he was a, a little bit shorter uh, on uh, uh, compared to Lawler too as well so Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so when I got, I I did that deal um I just remember as uh, Paul Heyman going, "You know what? Do you remind me of the hot stuff Eddie Gilbert?" And and he's like putting like, putting it over a little bit but at the same time I'm going, "Well, that's a good thing and that's a bad thing." I was like, "Good yeah. thing, he said that. Yeah. To me. bad thing is Eddie Gilbert never worked here. Yeah, Except yeah. like when he first started wrestling, you know? That's right. It. Yeah. Right. You know? So I'm yeah. like, uh and then they took me aside and taught me about my accent and everything. If I'd be willing to try to lose the accent. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be willing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're like Fandango, he goes and takes dance lessons. <laughs> right. <laughs> you <yeah. know>? Right. <laughs> you know? like, I don't think <laughs> you can get rid of it. I think do I'm stuck ex- with it. Ex- I mean, it's not a... I
1: mean, dude, there's way worse in the. I mean, seriously, that's your no, southern but accent. No, the wording
0: is, of
2: it, the right. wording of it to me. Are you will- willing? Willing? <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Exactly. You want me to talk different? Yeah, that's fine. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Are you willing? Are you ready to Are you willing? New accent. <laughs> yeah. Man. I mean, I mean what did you serious. say?
0: What great. did you say to him? I mean, I'm I told curious. him. Of course, I told him. I told him yes. Yeah. I'm willing. You know, I'm I'm willing. Do you do, do say, that? What, yeah. What, <laughs> right. i reckon so buddy <laughs> i reckon so there I reckon so, sir. <laughs> I, i'll get her done don't you worry there and mr, uh, mr. paul yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never to uh but it never happened i never could lose my tennessee accent so well wow, <laughs>
1: Well, That's so funny. you you said Eddie Gilbert, and this kind of leads me into a question here. So obviously, you know Eddie Gilbert, but dude, you were you you had elements of Kurt Hennig a little bit, and and what I saw with your bump
0: style. Oh it, yeah, I, I, that he inspired me a lot with the the bumps and stuff. Yeah. Always you know, all the guys when I was wrestling, it's kind of like like how it is now. Like the guys were always so talking about the moves they wanted to do, right? Yeah. And I, I yeah. figured out the idea is I can do a flip and I can do that stuff, right? But I also want to make my match, you know, believable, yeah. kind of, right? Yeah. I want them to kind of get lost in it, right? Yeah. So if I'm going to do a flip, I want, I want somebody to hit me and cause me to do a flip. Right. Because there's an, yeah. in, in real in a real fight, nobody is ever going to put somebody down on the mat, climb up to the ropes, and then do a flip and land on them. Yeah, I mean, unless <laughs> the guy's dead. Are you serious? I've seen it happen. <laughs> World, <laughs> star. World star. World, World star. I need to go watch it. I need to go watch it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that, that's what I thought. I always always would would think about stuff like that. And of course, you know, I have I have Dr. Tom Pritchard in my head. And so yeah. he he would always say, Um, if you're gonna lay me down on the mat, you better make me have to lay down there on the mat. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Otherwise right. I'm not so you gotta it has to make sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So would you say like who are your I mean so
1: obviously Dr. Tom, you know, for sure, but who are like who would you consider your influences to be?
0: Definitely uh definitely uh Dr. Tom was a super big influence, uh Tracy Smothers was. Yeah. Um Kurt Hanning. Oh, yeah. um, I'm trying to think of any anybody else. Um they really I really just got really big into watching Older wrestling, which was oh, weird yeah. because all the guys that that were my age and wrestling watched the stuff, the current product. But I yeah. was always just a big fan of of wrestling in the seventies and the oh, yeah. early eighties. I I loved it. I don't because <laughs> I, my my grandmother was always my great grandmother would always tell me stories about going to Chihaui Park and wa- watching Ron Wright and stuff like that. And just, yeah, King of Kings story. Yeah. yeah, so them just coming to the ring, um, they would have to fight. They would start fighting fans getting to the ring, <laughs> Dude. you know. And I'm like, yeah. that's what that's what that's what made me fall in love with wrestling is making people believe.
4: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: then hang, hanging out with all the guys that was always fun and was, and the traveling.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But I and then somehow in between in between that the whole um, making people believe just got lost. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Yeah, and oh, unfortunately, I th- I th- you know, and I think I think with it being lost, you know, the genie's out of the bottle. There's no putting it back in. But I just I just love those days, the classic wrestling. You know, people jumping in the ring because their their favorite wrestlers getting beat up, all that, yeah. that yeah. shit. Like, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's
4: awesome.
2: That's Absolutely, cool. man. I, I I couldn't agree more, man. That is just something that sucks about it now, man.
0: Uh, we see. Can, okay. can I tell you? Can I tell a story real quick about you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember do you remember us doing the doing that oh well what was that that AWA um deal yeah, in, yeah. in Nashville? Right? Do you remember remember that night we stayed up late, right? And we sat there on the on the couch and we watched uh I think yeah. we watched Bruiser Brody and somebody else do it. Was, yeah. I think it was Bruiser Brody against the mass superstar or something Ooh, like that. Oh dude. Uh, yeah. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. How many flips those guys do? One. How many punches yeah. they throw? A lot. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: amazing. Yeah. But that's the thing, man. It just, it, yeah, you miss the, the the times where, and I know the internet, you know, we it, it's the times. We can't really help that. But there's right. also, I feel like, yes, you're correct. I think there ain't no, it ain't coming back, but if we would have stopped like, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago and, yeah. Quit being so overexposed. You know what I mean? You can still expose it, but then still can't save a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. right. The thing is, you know, I've I've talked about this. Uh, I've worked the paramedics. I've worked the boys. You know what I mean? As far as being hurt yeah. in the ring or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you got to go to that
0: level, but you just can't no more.
2: You just can't. You just, yeah, too much
0: technology. No, you, you got somebody's gonna freak out or something. Nowadays, people have yeah. actually called the you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or you have, or you have your opponent that might sue you for hitting them too hard. Dude. <laughs> That's
2: probably true. Oh my <laughs> I think my boy, uh, didn't Bruce Santee. Um, uh, he's one of my friends down in Florida, man. He punched some guy. It was, it was hot on the internet. I, I think this was like, sh- Shoot ten years ago, Bruce Santee. Look it up. He punched this dude, and the guy ran out of the building on to sue him. I think. Yeah, was oh my crazy. God. But like, how do you get in the ring and yeah, somebody gets stiff with you, but he shoot punched him, but still, yeah. you know, come on, we're out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Growing up in Knoxville, obviously you had Continental area there, and the Fullers, obviously, and, and of course you had you know Smoky Mountain as well. That you know we talked to Dirty White Boy. Wolfie talks to Dirty White Boy basically every day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and being yeah. from that area, the wrestling there, I you know, like you brought up Ron Wright. I grew up in Southwest Virginia, just just really close to Bristol. Okay. So you know okay. the area I'm okay. from. Yeah, and, and so we believed in all that stuff, dude. And I mean, you know, Dirty White Boy is the villain of my childhood, in effect. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and and so were the heavenly bodies. And, and, and but like I said, you, you brought up Ron right there. Talk about some of your experience, especially, you know, some of the guys you grew up watching and then getting to actually meet and, and work with.
0: Well, I tell you that my, my dad... When I was kind of like when I was raised, my often my dad would take off, and he was a truck driver, and he was a singer, right? So oh, dude. often, I'd be, yeah, often I would be left with my great grandmother, right? And my oh. great grandmother, she lived to be 102 years old, and wow. and she uh, she lost her left arm to cancer back in like the 70s. Dude. So in the wow. 70s, they just cut, they just cut your shit off. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so so grandfather had uh, that. So, okay. This is Lego. Yes. This is this so is literally. Very, funny. I mean,
2: not funny. But <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> crazy though. <It's> crazy. <laughs> yeah. But crazy. They literally, uh, she told me when she was babysitting me that uh, I could watch wherever I wanted to on TV, but when wrestling came on, the TV was hers. Nice. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this lady was older. She had uh, like a it, her hair looks like almost kind of like a Q-tip. It was completely snow white, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And, Another and round. Yeah, right. Yeah. And she was so uh, my grandmother, uh, great grandmother, she'd speak with us like a uh, really soft voice. Shane, uh-huh. you come over here and do this. But when she, when Ric Flair or Jim Cornette came on TV, uh motherfucker came out of her mouth and I never heard <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, you God. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and then the from, that, from that point. That's the only time I ever heard it from her. I was like, oh, my God, she cusses. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she'd be throwing stuff at the TV, right? Yes, yes. She told me about, she told me about going to Howie Park, and her and my um, – I never got to meet my uh, great-grandfather. He had passed away by the time I was born, but uh, mm-hmm. they would go to Howie Park and watch wrestling. And one night, Ron and Don Wright were coming to the ring, and uh, they were throwing uh, popcorn um, at them. And ended up, like, Ron Wright got into a, uh, a tussle with my great-grandfather. Wow. Right? And then he, my great-grandfather, ends up getting kicked out of the building for fighting with the wrestlers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love those so, stories. Yeah. that, that was So that, that's how, that was my introduction to wrestling right there. That's, that's, that's what, I, what wrestling is supposed well, to be like. The Blue Cyclone.
2: <laughs> you ever heard that. Yes. Yeah. You're talking about the Ray Stevens song. Yes, that's yeah. what that reminded me of. The kids, that, that, you know, the old people getting in the ring back in the day. Dude, oh, yeah. Song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, <laughs> same, uh, same grandpa was the blue cyclone.
0: <laughs> 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 they they uh, end up, my, my dad ends up taking us, um, because obviously he's watching me watch wrestling, and of course by then I started getting the toys and everything like that, but he ends up taking me to my very first wrestling show, and it's a... Uh, smoky mountain wrestling smoky mountain wrestling show at the civic coliseum yeah i get to go there and i of course i see dirty white boy i remember telling my dad i want one of those masks that bullet (laughs) bob was wearing you know and uh, i loved it he got me me a bullet bob mask i got to meet tracy's mothers and you know and then years later when i get into wrestling i'm at a at a flea market and i've you know, I'm trying to learn, so I've already talked to Dr. Tom a little bit, and, of course, he's telling me I don't know shit, and I need to be retrained and all that stuff, and so we need to get in the ring with him more often, so I'm trying to do that, and then at the same time, I remember I walk into, this, uh, into the building that night, and there is a tall guy with c- crazy curly hair and with glasses on, and uh, when he turns around, it was Tracy Smothers, and I'm like, oh, God. And I've already heard Chase uh, Stevens had already told me stories about uh, Tracy beating him up his very first match. Right? Yeah. I thought he was <laughs> and, a chick. You remember that? You know that story, right? He was like, why am I working a girl? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, you're not working a girl. I'm Tracy's mother. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, shit. They trained me three days, I think it was. I think it was three days. And it was either two or three days. It definitely wasn't more than three. Yeah. And that that third day, they was like, uh, hey, we had somebody no show, we need you on the show, this and that. So, I, I'm like, man, I ain't got no gear or anything. They was like, oh, we'll come up with some gear for you. Don't worry about that. And mm-hmm. so uh, I I get downstairs and and they got they name me Glacius. So my <laughs> name is Glacius on the card. And I'm wrestling Leo. this ch- shit. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Julio, I'm ready. I, yeah, I swear. Yeah, who And I'm I'm wrestling this chick named Tracy Smothers, and her name circled. And man, her I'm so name. fucking mad, dude. I, yeah, her name's circled. I am so mad, dude. I come I come back in that little stall that they had me chasing in, and my buddy's down there with me, the one that got me signed up for it all. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, well, what's wrong with you? I was like, man, I think they're trying to get me to quit. I was like, they got me wrestling that chick. And he's like, what? So, so he goes out there and looks at the card. He comes to the back and he's like, he's got a shitty grin on his face. He's like, dude, just shut the fuck up and sit down. And I was like, man, I got, he's got an attitude. I don't even know if I'm gonna ride with him next week. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> talking to me like that. <laughs> so <laughs> so whenever, uh, <laughs> so when Smothers come in like a little bit later, man. I don't know, somebody smart him up, man. I think I'm pretty sure he never he never told me, but man, he yeah. comes over and grabs my hand, he's got that hard hand squeezed. And I was like a yeah. little kid at the time, you know. I'm only I'm only like 180 pounds. Yeah, he's got this hand squeezed on me and he's like Tracy smothers. He's like, I'm sitting down. He's like, standing up, like staring over me. He just wow. keeps staring at me as he's shaking my hand. And yeah. I was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm from a little town, man. Everybody named their, every, every girl's named Tracy. There was no right. man named Tracy. You like, know? So I was like, Shit.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least I didn't say that, but right. he did tell me, he did tell me some spots to remember. And by the time I got to the ring and my nerves hit me, Oh my God. I can't remember the spot, right? Yeah. So he is cuffing me, right, in the yeah. ring, and he's uh, hitting me. At one point, I remember he throws me outside the ring and and throws me into these, like, wooden stairs to get into the ring, and the stairs stab me. So I'm, like, bleep through my tights with these stairs have stabbed me, right? And then, uh, and of course, I remember him going, cut me off and climb up to the top rope and give me a cross-body little shit or something like that. I don't know. but. uh <laughs> And, uh, that was, that was it. And of course I get back to the back and I get reamed by him. And he's, of course, he's asking me who trained me, yada, yada, yada. And again, like my, my, my training was literally was like, I gave this guy $200 and he told me to get in the ring. He's going to show me some things. And the only thing he really showed me how to do is hit the ropes and take some bumps. He couldn't show me like how to actually work holds or do any or psychology or anything like that, because yeah. he didn't even know that, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's on the job training. Yes, you got it. But that was the best, though, I think, you know, the on the job training right there. And you got to learn and then the guys would tell you why you needed to do that and stuff. And then you would take that to another town and try it by yourself and it'd get over and everybody would look at you like, how the fuck do you know how to do that? (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: amazing. So the first time I think I ever met you, Shane, was working for Burt Prentice. I I actually. okay. In Nashville, so I'd worked some in Virginia and worked some in North Carolina, but officially when I started working in Tennessee and Nashville area, I was working with Mike Porter. And obviously at that time, Mike Porter crap pay you know no pay whatever but he would he was kind of in a weird partnership with bert and yeah you can make jokes all you want on that but anyway long story (laughs) short i started working for bert and that's when i started seeing for bert the the more professional guys you know the chases the chris michaels the king shane williams these types of guys when you start to see the guys that have kind of got their shit together, you know? And that's when I first met you. Then obviously we started working together more at Saul. I remember you and I talking about old King Sport wrestling and stuff like that. And Saul, but yeah. tell us a little bit about your experiences with Burt Prentice.
0: Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people, uh, some people have like, you know, bad things to say about Burt, but I, I know definitely, he definitely, you know, my very first time meeting, on meeting him, he definitely hit on me, but yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> after, after you know, after I, I, I turned him down and all that stuff, he really taught me a lot about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, you know, his be able to. You what now? I said he was a hustler, man. He was a hustler. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I went. I, I went fly. I would go put flyers out with with Bert. Go put posters up. I'd go one time. You know, he's he would he was the first promoter that actually I could see would try to promote his talent, right? That try right. to make them, like bigger than what they were. So one mm-hmm. day he's like, and, and I'm sure you guys remember Gordon. You remember Gordon, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so w- w- one day uh, he's like, Dunaway, Gordon Dunaway, Mister Advanced yeah, Financial. That's it. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so he yeah. he. <laughs> You and Gordon are going to go down to the Piggly Wiggly and do some advertising for me. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you're, we're going to set you up a table, and you're going to sign some autographs, and we'll give away some tickets. And I'm like, okay. So literally, here I am. With, he goes, take your pictures with you. I take my eight, few 8x10s eight that I had. And I meet Gordon at the Piggly Wiggly, where he has a security T-shirt on, right? And then <laughs> I'm going to be sitting on this folding table, signing autographs after people check out with their groceries. <laughs> yeah, I end up having to sign. I'm signing pictures, talking to people, trying to to help them. Um, you know, get them to the wrestling show that night, and uh, it worked. That's awesome. literally I, I never knew that a trick like that. Right, Dude, would work. A right That's a Jimmy Valiant right there. That's a Jimmy Valiant, boogie woogie man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I had I had no idea about this stuff. Yeah. You know, and of course, half the time I'm thinking that Bert's trying to you know make me look stupid or something like that. But you know, I nobody knew who i who i was you know nobody even hardly probably even knew about the wrestling show going on but the, i think the longer that i would stay or, uh work with bert the more i would learn about the business side of wrestling where yeah. you know bert made all his made a living off of wrestling yeah. right and and just working and hustling yeah, for right? sure right he, he didn't ha- i mean he might have did some like uh some country music stuff here and there or whatnot, but majority of it was all wrestling and, you know, yeah. and he'd always call and sometimes he'd call and, and check on me, make sure, you know, my, my head's in the right place. Because sometimes when I wasn't wrestling, I'd get depressed thinking that I wasn't, mm. you know, working hard enough or I'd never yeah. going to get to where i want to get to and stuff. So I really, you know, I really, um, I'm really thankful for him being able to teach me all that stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, hell, yeah. I would have made a dollar. I, mean, I didn't mm. I didn't know how to make money wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I mean, yeah,
2: Bert does get a little bit of slack here and there. And for me, it's all fun, man, because he was the same way yeah. with me as far as just, man, whatever, dude. You know what I mean? I, I don't care. <laughs> <It's
6: funny.
2: laughs> now, now he did bust stuff, my – You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's cool, he though. Did. Like, I'm not mad at
0: him. I never was, you know?
2: It's like, whatever.
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, he did bust my my balls the very first time I got a pair of uh, king tights made. Oh, I bet yeah. he he bust my balls. And he gave me shit. Oh my god, he's like, are oh, those crowns on the side of your your tights? Right. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I was such a you know I I knew that if I got to work with Lawler, right, I was gonna make more money,
4: right. And sure, then
0: yeah. all my all my peers would see me working with Lawler, and that would actually help me. Right. And then, uh, and so that's, that's what I try to work towards. And of course, heaven forbid, I get into the ring with Lawler and learn something, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Obviously, what did Lawler think of your gimmick? Did he ever? Well, say I'll
0: tell you. I, yeah. Well, he would never like, I, he'd, he'd kind of like, uh, laugh a little bit. Right? right. I remember one time, I'm actually sitting here at my, uh, place right now and I'm looking at this crown. I remember I got, I had this, this crown. They, I'd carry. I remember I was really proud of it because I, I got it off the internet and it had jewels on it and yeah. it's really, it's really bedazzled up, looked really fancy. And I'm in the yeah. back and I'm talking um, and Lawler's like, "Man, that crown's nice, right? Where'd you get it at?" I'm telling <laughs> him. And then and I don't know that he's working me, right? And uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, it's a really nice crown." Do you know what? What doesn't? What? What? What's wrong with it? And he's like, "What?" It's like it doesn't fit on my head. And He's like, <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. So guess what he guess what he says when we get into the ring. <laughs> when we get into the ring that night, he goes, "You know how you can tell a real king from a fake king?" And, and of course, and then he waits, and then he's like, uh, "Real king, the crown fits on their head," and he puts his crown on. His
4: head.
0: <laughs> oh man, dude! My so fucking crown. I put it. On, I try to put it on my head, and it falls off. Man, the crowd just busts out laughing <laughs> and thing. Man, good. Dude, <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Good.
3: Let's
2: take a quick timeout and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and In Color with Wolfie D. This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South. And I released what might have been one of the original sets of Indy Trading Cards. I ran across some of these original sets, they were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13, Rookie Card, Ricky Morton, George Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, The Scorpion, The Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Charisma, Little farmer john if you'd like an opportunity to get these cards, contact me now you can get them for only 49.99 contact me is steve bowtie bryant at icloud.com get your set now while supplies last
1: support for livening in color with wolfie d is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFY at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. So we we had some questions come in for you, and, and I want to kind of lead up to this because both okay. of you worked for Crossfire. Both of you worked for TCW. And, you know, oh, yeah. we we'll Marcus the-
2: Pastor Puss. That's <laughs> what we called him. Yeah. You remember so that we- saying? That's what we all called him. I, we, oh, was, yeah. That uh, was Josephus' uh, uh, invitation of Doug Gilbert saying, Marcus <laughs> Pastor
0: Puss. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like him.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, me so- actually. I
0: got
1: to mess up. But. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, you both work Crossfire and TCW. Now, we, we've covered it a lot with Wolfie D and stuff, but I guess, you know, like two very promising companies. Now, again, I think TCW probably in the long run had more possibilities as far as like a full on professional wrestling company. But mm-hmm. maybe do a little contrasting and comparing of Crossfire and TCW, if you don't mind. I,
0: at Crossfire, um, I thought was got got some really good steam behind it being in the at, in the Nashville area. So I was always really fond of of Crossfire versus TCW. And I know okay. uh, TCW because it was so far away, right? Yeah. And a lot of people don't <laughs> yeah. people don't understand that. Of course, I was I got those to be a drives, champion at, at TCW, <laughs> but oh my God, those drives were awful. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're saying you're yeah, going to nashville had, and even if i'm in nashville it's going to take me to get to little rock or clarksville or any place like that oh my god it's like at least a six-hour drive yeah you know yeah. we did we did shelbyville
2: on a thursday night and me and jeremiah plunk and i can't remember who the other people were man but these dudes couldn't handle it. They couldn't stay awake, and I was like, let me drive. I drove like 12 hours to Missouri from Shelbyville on Thursday. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I pulled into the hotel, and they are like, what the fuck did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> fuck Road Warrior, bro. Yeah, I've been doing this well, for I, years. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I I like the production at Crossfire better than I like the production at TCW, okay. believe it or not. Really? Um uh, okay. yeah. When Marcus got started getting those those fancy lights and stuff. Oh yeah. Started using sure. you know, started using the lights. I remember at one time I, I came like I had came out and he and they were telling me that when I came out and did my pose the the lighting grid was gonna come down from the ceiling and rotate and stuff like that, like uh like it used to do at WWF back in the nineties and stuff. So a yeah. lot you know, awesome. I did Maybe that was after I lost the Lose League Town match, because I don't know. It <laughs> must have gotten better. Yeah, man. <laughs> the, now, the TCW deal, they had great production there, but um, I, I just – there, I think what they – I think what we're missing there was like um, – I know, I know, Wolfie, you got to be like a you know a locker room leader, but we really had no like – we really had nobody to go to, to like an agent to run matches through or anything. Right. So yeah. that TCW, I can't tell you how many, when I, I'm like, when I'm working there, how many, how long when people start talking about matches and setting up matches, Oh my God, these guys would keep going all day long. And I'm like, yeah. I got to wrestle three matches, dude. Like, yeah. I can't remember this and that and that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I personally liked, like the, the crossfire better. Um, than the okay. TCW. Now, if TCW would have been in Knoxville, Tennessee, I probably would have liked TCW better than Crossfire. <laughs> <Of course>. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah
0: that's, funny. that's funny. So we do have
1: a, a listener question here. So one of the listeners asked this, when we announced that you were coming on the show, this is why I'm asking this, because we're talking about Crossfire, and it had a beautiful right. world title. Like, you could tell he oh, spent God, money. Yeah. This is Pete Griffin, and he asks, mm-hmm. what happened to the Crossfire World title because if he's not mistaken he believes that you were the final champion.
0: I was I was the final champion but I think and this is I could be wrong but I think Cassidy Riley has that belt. Oh okay. really? Okay. I don't know why but I think maybe uh, Marcus owed Cassidy money or something to do <laughs> with, with a ring with the wrestling ring or something and he sold him the belt and the ring or something like that. I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. That's the last I heard. That's the last I heard about it. Okay. Do not doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. What a good guy, Cassidy. Is, is, man. So we're on he is. He's a good crossfire and, and crossfire
2: and Marcus Paschapus. Uh, mm. What mm. happened to that guy? Or so, he? Just, uh, last, he, just,
0: last, I, last he was working with some concert venues and stuff. Still mm. doing his doing setup and breakdowns for for uh, musicians and stuff. Mm. He has shaved your eyes, man. He's alright. He has shaved your eyes.
2: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I mean that 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 t- sometimes tells you everything, right, Well, It is. It yeah. is. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll never forget I can tell you this. I'll never forget this one night. Uh last last night of Crossfire, I uh, get done wrestling Carlito, I walk through the curtain. Uh, photographer there is like, hey, do you want to meet Rowdy Roddy Piper? And I'm like, yeah. Of course. Takes me into this room. I meet Rowdy Roddy Piper. I get my picture made with him. I'm feeling like a fucking little kid, right? And then I walk mm-hmm. out, and then uh, I'm hanging out there waiting to be paid. And then they call me Colt Cabana, and uh, what was the girl? God, what was that girl? Uh, Maria. They call her into the call us into the this office room and here's Marcus sitting and um so they got Mark Anthony uh is in there along with a mm-hmm. uh, got another guy with a gun right oh my god oh I think I <laughs> remember this <laughs> pretty much telling us that they can't afford to pay us <laughs> so we we didn't have uh we didn't get paid and uh, to keep Gun. things popping off there's there's guns in there <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like okay i'm personally happy i'm okay see you guys <laughs> <laughs> where's the
2: exit <laughs> at again <laughs> yeah i do think i remember Dude. hearing stuff about that man
0: yeah that's crazy yeah that was now i'm not i did get paid i eventually did get paid but uh uh, definitely. I think this was also after we got contracts. Do you remember getting that, Wolfie? Do you ever get that? No, he didn't never gave me a contract. I was always on his, uh, you know, like with some of them, uh,
2: Burt, too, uh, all those guys around Nashville. I was just, they knew, like, I wasn't their guy, but they would have me. There well, they
0: knew know. they couldn't bullshit <laughs> you. You've been around for so long.
2: <laughs> that, too. Yeah. You know? yeah, but, and I could also put their boys over and make them look good. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. So you actually something really cool. You you worked Wolfie at Saw some, but you actually got to tag with Wolfie D at the Brad Armstrong tribute show. Yeah. And the
0: fucking and the mayor of Knoxville tries to shoot on me in the ring. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was about to ask you. Yes. <laughs> the mayor of Knoxville, like he's not supposed to eight raise eight her seconds. hand. <laughs> not when yeah, not current uh, mayor, but another the <laughs> mayor. It's really, uh, no, no. Uh, but anyway, this dude wouldn't even wouldn't raise our hands because we're winning or, or we won or match or some shit like that. I don't know what his problem was. Wow, it'd be hilarious. He would have kicked his ass. That would be yeah. hilarious. We would kicked the mayor's ass, right? Them uh, at the Brad them benefit. Yeah, that would be <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, that's been very. Black mile and awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so how was it tagging with Wolfie D?
0: Oh, it's always great. We always had it. We always have a a, a good time. Um I mean I listen, I can tell you i c t I'll tell you this right now. I owe my WWE trial to Wolfie D. Wow. Wolfie uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I um one night with Crossfire and <laughs> um I never got uh again promoted as well as Crossfire or TCW had promoted me, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So when Crossfire started promoting me one night Saul had a show, right? Right, but at the the next night we're going to be doing the show at the Nashville Fairgrounds. So I was going to make an appearance at in Millersville, um, just to hopefully just to make it, uh get more people to come out to the Crossfire show. Right? Mm-hmm. When I'm I'm I walk in, Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich are in the ring wrestling uh, Hammerjack and somebody else I forget. But anyways, the crowd, the crowd quits talking, uh, quits looking at the match and starts, starts focusing on me. And I'm trying to get them to look back at the match. Right. So I'm like cheering, like, come on, Tommy Ridge, kick his ass or something like that. I don't know, right? <laughs> Be- before long, the crowd is like, is, is chanting and to get to, for me to get in the ring. They invite me to get in the ring. I am higher than than a giraffe, giraffe, and I get in the ring, and then I can see Kroll on the other side of the wall, like, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing, kind of like thing, and I'm like, I, they inviting me in the ring, I don't know, anyways, the long story short, everybody thought I was, like, uh, really fucked up at that show, so, during, uh, Dutch Mantel ran a show, and uh, I got to wrestle Wolfie D at it, and- yeah, yeah be at the show, and he was in my hometown as well, so that helped people knew who I was, that uh, Dutch Mantel got me a tryout with WWE, Mm -hmm. and uh, pretty much called me, told me how thankful he was for me doing his show and for his uh, granddaughter, in honor of his granddaughter, and how great of a match, because literally the legends, the older wrestlers went on before me and Wolfie, and literally came back to a curtain. I remember Dr. Tom like laughing and like, you guys fall that shit or something like that. Right? <laughs> and yep. we did. And we yeah. did. And we and, and, and did, did have a great match, man. And that, that reminds me, too, though uh, uh,
2: George South was on here. I don't know if you yes. remember that. I don't know if you were watching yes. it with me, but how he milked that jacket. We talked about this when he came on. Oh, yeah, taking he his jacket off. That jacket for
0: 20 minutes, man. He milked his jacket and they were all over it, dude. Yeah. Wolfie, I wish you could see how wrestling is in, in uh North Carolina. He George South still does the same exact deal yeah. out here, right? <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
0: And then and then all the other wrestlers do five hundred million flips. And I'm like, would you not yes. just rather be the guy that takes forever to take his jacket off? <laughs> right. It hurts, it hurts way less and he makes way more yeah. money than you. You yeah. know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So where where are you living now, Shane? I'm out in Huntersville, North
1: Carolina now. Dude, I'm in Mooresville, bro. That's a trip. Literally. Oh,
4: yeah. yeah. We can
1: be sitting yeah. beside each other right now. That's yeah. crazy, man. I'm in Huntersville all that the time. Either. Yeah.
0: Are oh, you? Yeah?
1: Yeah. yeah, man. Wow.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, actually, I moved out here with, uh, you know, I used to be married to uh, to Queen Taylor. And then uh, I think if, it was a, if I was still married to Queen Taylor, I'd probably be paralyzed from wrestling right now. But anyways, I got it. <laughs> I got a divorce from her and then I, I love this area so much. I just stayed out here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, your personal training here, man, I'm going to have to holler at you. Yeah. So we'll talk. Yeah. At me. <laughs> all right. Anyway, sorry, Wolfie. back to the show? Yeah, I need to brother. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Make my comeback, you know, <laughs> all right, I got one last match. I can have one last
0: match. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know, yeah. Speaking of when was, when was your last match? Man, I can't even. I don't even. I can't even think of it. I remember. Um, I can't even think. Actually, I think I, I went and did an appearance in Gatlinburg, and I wrestled, Carrie uh, Morton, um, Ricky Morton's son. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like last year or something. I did yeah. that. But then was shortly that, after man? that, it was yeah. it was it was good. I had, I had a good time. Um, he, uh, you know, I, it was so funny. Is because when I first started wrestling, Ricky would come around and he'd bring. Carry, carry with him and carry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and carry be on a skateboard riding around. <laughs> right. And then come out with his dad dressed yeah. up like his dad and come out and stuff. And <laughs> so it was, it was cool to see that kind of like come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, like, I felt like I had to do that kind of deal. And now, yeah. And yeah, now after afterwards, like, uh, I don't know, like, like again, like my, I like the mystery of wrestling. I liked the making people believe. And yeah. now it just seemed like all that has gone
2: yeah it ain't worth trying <laughs> no. i mean no. it is don't i don't i feel bad saying that because like i said i've worked paramedics i've worked the boys and right. i really think you can still do that i really do you can really do that but like i said it's just it, it's out there now so
0: yeah i mean it's i mean half, half nowadays. you know who the you know wrestling me? fan
2: is you know the worst wrestling yeah. fan is? <laughs> or not even fan. I don't want to say that. But you know those people that watch wrestling and go, <laughs> they like laugh right. at everything instead of like
0: yeah. what, what, whatever the other reaction we want. But yeah, God, I, <laughs> I think they honestly just fill their take a one bump one time. Yeah. You know, yeah. one bump one time the wrong way, and then uh, you'll understand. Yeah. You understand, yeah, even, though, even the right way Yeah, you take the right. right way, they would learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's
1: funny. You're exactly right, dude. So I think it's around 2017, 2018. You actually got to work Nick Aldis for the NWA title. Yep. That was pretty cool.
0: How that was, was that yet? was that was really good. I mean, I I got luck, really lucky where I've got to work Nick several times as well um so that was definitely pretty cool i got to wrestle him in in winston salem and at that uh wrestlecade yeah show okay. so out of that so yeah. that was really good i, I had a, a great time but at the same time like i i my uh i don't think that that match definitely my my head wasn't fully in it i was kind of like almost mm-hmm. kind of like ready to get out of it I'd go to those wow. those uh, wrestling events, and it always it'd make me depressed as shit. Right? You get to right. see all the old wrestlers and all the people you really like to see wrestle. Of course, they can't right. wrestle anymore. Right? And then you got to watch the guys that can wrestle, and you're like, shit, they're killing the business. <laughs> That's a Bill Dundeeism right there.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and also, yeah, I know what
4: you
2: mean. I know, I know what you mean. But I don't know that it was – I kind of – I like going to those, uh, but that's a whole other story with Jamie. But uh, yeah, you know, like,
0: <laughs> it doesn't depress me. It just – I don't know. I love seeing the guys, man. And just. Well, I like seeing the guys. Don't get me wrong about that. I love seeing the guys. I just wish that, you know, my heroes didn't age. That right. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, you know that fucking makes me sad as shit when uh, when I see like one of my favorite wrestlers or something and they're they're having health problems or they just passed away and you're like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man.
1: It's like that it's scene rough. we just had Andrew Anderson on last week, and he was in The Wrestler, and it's like that scene where Mickey Rourke's at that VFW or whatever signing autographs, and he sees the guy with the catheter, yep. pee bag, or whatever, and it's sad, man. It is because, I mean, dude, those guys, I mean, I mean growing up where we grew up and, and knowing the rest, well, those guys were our superheroes. And I know Wolfie exactly. feels the same way, but, you know, those guys were the superheroes to us, man. Mm-hmm. man.
0: I tell this story all the time about – now, people here in North Carolina—I mean, they might—the older people might—and might they might be able to relate to it. But literally, growing up in Knoxville, Tennessee, you'd grow up and you'd watch cartoons in the morning, right? Yeah. And then yeah, at, yeah. at noon, noon is when wrestling would come on. Wrestling would be Smoky Mountain wrestling. Yeah, so that's the mm-hmm. first wrestling I would see, and then followed followed up by then I have my. WWF that I can watch, and then uh, then also on top of that, I have my my Crockett wrestling. I'm gonna be able to watch. Yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah. never Smoky gonna Mountain be jingle. Smoky, Smoky yeah. Mountains jingle at
2: the beginning of the show is like, I swear to God, it's the best wrestling uh, intro ever.
5: Don't change the channel. i flip start flipping around. You're about to see the hottest show in town. The biggest stars and the biggest brawls. The biggest hits and the biggest falls. Non-stop action, no messing around. Pretty soon they're coming to your town. The way you like it,
2: way it used to be. Smoking, Smoking on wrestling, wrestling on TV. TV's. Oh, I feel like dancing. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's so different from any other opening for wrestling. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, the CWA had that, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey, but it was like the Deodato disco remix of it. And then, you know, I always loved the Crockett. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. (laughs)
0: Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Anyway, I I always I I think that with with wrestling, I when I when I talk to Wolfie, I like I, it was always I'd always think about like if I would have came up in wrestling when when Wolfie was starting wrestling because mm. you guys got I mean you got you got to when you start out and all the things you got to do right and then yeah. getting going on TV, getting going with yeah. PG thirteen and all that that whole deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that had, was on the cusp, had, man. We we were
2: the lucky yeah. ones. We got in on that, that cusp right there. That
0: still right kind of meant something. You know what I mean? And then yeah, Tracy Smothers would give me literally after he calmed down from our first match. <laughs> the next time he'd see me, he'd, I'd, he'd talk to me, ask me how things are going, and he'd tell me he'd he'd tell me to come over to his table, and then he would give me DVDs to go home and watch. One of them Mm. was uh, PG 13 against the Rock and Roll Express at the Louisville Gardens. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: That was was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Incredible match. Absolutely. So, well, that kind of, this question is always an obvious one, but it may not be as so obvious once we learn what it is. But what would you say, like, you know, you're talking about that's one of Wolfie's. When Whenever I say, what, what's your match, Wolfie? And, and it's always, you know, one of those versus the Rock and Roll Express. But what would you say is your favorite? Or or if somebody were to say, hey, this is Shane Williams and this was his match, what what would you say that match is?
0: Mm. One that's actually filmed, uh, <laughs> that, probably a TCW. I remember I wrestled Chris Michaels at TCW oh. one time, and, uh, I was like firing at that time on all cylinders. Like I remember I was like, I was wrestling like four, four days a week. So yeah, when it came time to, go to TCW, it was just like easy, nothing. Right. Let's go do this. Right? Um, uh, if I can just survive this ride to the show, you know, yeah. and, uh, but I remember wrestling Chris Michaels, and um, I remember um, Matt Riviera had hired this guy named Nelson. I forget how to say his last name, but he used to work for, do production for WWF or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I forget, I think it was like Spangler or something like that. I forget. Yeah. Anyway, they gave us a, you know, it was supposed to be my first title defense, and we did this setup. But I remember me and Chris Michaels went out to the ring, and we, put, we wrestled for about 15 minutes, and the only thing we we did was this call a finish, and the rest was just put me push me us lock up wrestle. We get to the corner, I push him. He slaps me in the face, right, <laughs> and we just play around with stuff like that. And then he ends up like shoot me to the corner. Uh, I shoot him to the corner. He up and over over's me, and then when I turn around, he hits him with a super kick, right? When he hits him with a super kick, it knocks me out of the ring, and I'm dead, right? Yeah. So he has yeah. to go there and try to pick me up off the ground, and then roll me right. back in the ring to pin me right but I'm lifeless so it takes them forever to get me back in the ring and by the time he rolls me up I kick out right and it, it, you could just feel it right you, can, you know when you when you have yeah. the people and like, yeah you got it you know and stuff like that uh, that that match just felt
2: amazing that's awesome yeah. it's gotta be the biggest crowd that you've ever worked in front of it's just gotta be the most enthusiastic crowd that you know you're like you're dialing right. them
0: in you're orchestrating them you know yeah, right. right. You're telling the story, and they're just responding to the story that you're telling them. They're, they're <laughs> sucking it up. <laughs>
1: <Man. Yeah. laughs> Let's put Chris over real quick. Because, I mean, dude, w- Chris was one of our first guests. Wolfie has some incredible car crash stories with him and stuff. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, Chase even said on his show about chris was that he's tried to have a bad match with chris and couldn't do it now obviously that's that's kidding but still i mean chris is just i mean he's otherworldly sometimes in his abilities so
0: yeah he can can work baby face or heel yeah right and and then he he he'll 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 put you over no problem and he he'll he sells like a million dollars yeah, I mean, those yeah. Are always the people I always enjoyed working for with, and then you know you always have those guys that are that you work with that you throw a punch at, and you have to tell them, hey, remember you got to sell sell the punch, Jesus, <laughs> or you know, something. know me and Chris like. were
2: working together at about 16, 17 years old. Uh, wow, that's where I met me in Hartsville, Tennessee, and Chris uh, wrestled there and. Yeah, he wore the Steiner outfit, you know, back then, the the short-legged double-strap gimmick, and uh, he yeah. could do the Frankensteiner. And, uh, oh, uh, you know, no else could fucking do that on that show, I guarantee you that. Yeah, mean, Chris did. Dude,
1: Chris, to me is just—he's one of those guys that I just feel like. I mean, you too, Shane, and of course, you know, Wolfie had his taste of of the, the big show. But I just feel like you know, so there's certain guys that it's just a shame that you know something didn't pop off a little bit more for him. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to end this on a bad note. But what I mean is, like, do you ever <laughs> feel like? I mean, not the the accent thing you talked about that, but yeah. do you ever feel like there were opportunities that you were just like you said, you were firing on all cylinders at that one point. Do You feel like there were opportunities there that maybe you just, it it just didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately not. Like I think um, if I would have been able to, you know, come up during the right time or if I would have been able to go to a, an actual real wrestling school, then, then maybe since I had like really no training, Really, people like are just vouching for me. They're like, right. "Okay, hey, he's a good worker." You know? Right, right. There's nothing else out there. And it took me forever. I can't tell you how long it took me to get comfortable doing TV because the fucking guys that trained me had never even done TV. Yeah, right. They've just been doing <laughs> the local outlaw shows and taking bumps and everything like that. That's it. Yeah. So when it came time yeah. to when it came time to do TV and I had like times or heaven forbid I got to go out there and cut a promo. That uh, that was that took me a little bit because I never had the training for that. So literally, yeah. it was on the job.
2: First yeah. interview I ever did on Memphis TV. Uh, I think I can't yeah. remember. I think it's day. I had my back to the fucking hard cam. <laughs> Memphis TV, right there in front of the desk. I got my back to it the whole time, talking and pointing
0: at things. <laughs> thing. I got cussed yeah. out. I got cussed out for that. <laughs> Um, my first, my first promo, Dr. Tom comes up to me and we're doing this, it's called NWA Rocky Top, right? Okay. Uh, we're shooting it in Knoxville and it was the first TV i ever done. The young guys, they're doing this, they're like making us, the young guys, instead of having a crew, like a, we had like the exhibition title, yeah. kind of like how it was kind of like just starting out. Yeah. So we kind of like, cop- they cop- copied them, but all the young guys would have to f- fight for the... This this title, and I remember Dr. Tom coming up to me and telling me after my match that I need to go and and cut a promo and ta- and tell tell the people that not not to forget about King Shane Williams. I'm also throwing my hat into that title match, right? Yeah. I did the match, and I was so blown up from doing the match that when I went <laughs> to do the interview, I could barely talk. So it's like. <laughs> Be puffing and puffing, me trying to get it out. And when I walk back, of course, Doctor Tom is like shaking his head and wanting to know if I can make it to the TV studio to reshoot that next week.
4: (laughs) Oh man!
0: (laughs) So the, the the longer I got and I stayed in wrestling, the the more I'd realize that you know I needed to. I really. Uh, I wish I would have had like, I really wish that went back in the day when I got the opportunity to go, to go to OVW. that i, I just would have just packed up all my shit and moved there. Yeah. But at mm. the same time, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have, you know, I, I don't think I definitely wouldn't have the same stories that I have now, yeah. but there mm-hmm. might've been more opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was kind of a weird time. I mean, I knew a lot of guys that were going up to OVW and I would, you know, like Jeremiah Plunkett. I'm like, brother. Exactly. Yeah. What are you getting paid up there? And he's like, eh, nothing. nothing. Yeah, nothing. nothing. And then I hear this from Wolfie D too, where they're like basically starving them. I mean, I know you know you got paid something, but still, you rode up on a Greyhound bus and That's
0: stayed the up movie. there. Yeah. and then they expect you. You you know you you drive up there uh, or you ride up there on a Greyhound bus. You eat shitty food, and then you you take your shirt off, warm up, and they expect you to look like a million dollars. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, That's hilarious, yeah. man! Jimmy, do you got any uh, final closing arguments or anything? I know we're coming
0: close to our time. I'll, I'll, I'll say that my um, my am I, am I tell you my 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 biggest problem right now is is transitioning from wrestling to real civilian life and not letting uh, King, King Shane uh, come out. <laughs> because, uh, I, know, right? <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can tell you that I got into literally I, tonight. I was literally going to be making an appearance at uh, in Gatlinburg at a wrestling show tonight. I was supposed oh, to be really? at the uh, yeah, I was supposed to be at KFW Black Harvest tonight. I was going to do a, an appearance, right. but I um, last week I um, I kind of sat down with my boss of the my gym and uh, started talking to him about how to make more money. Before mm-hmm. long, he's cussing me, and then <laughs> here comes King Shane. So. I start cussing him, uh, uh, and then I take a I take a potted plant and I take it over my head and I slam it down the ground and I bust it. Then I walk lying. outside. I swear to God, <laughs> I, and I walk outside the door. My boss comes at 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 me, and I and as he's coming at me, I pick up this chair and launch it into the parking lot and tell him to get the fuck away from me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, so I had to call the promoter and be like, hey, buddy, I'm sorry. I'm going to be like it. Hey, what episode yeah. of Cops is that going to be on? Well, just, he did threaten to call the cops, but I said, <laughs> I told him, you're going to call the cops on my potted plant. I broke my potted plant.
4: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's,
1: That's a good way to yeah, that's that's the way, man. I don't have anything better than that. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I think in professional wrestling, when you decide to get out, there should be, like, some deals that they should teach you, like, or we should learn, like, uh, how to readjust, almost kind of like when, you know, you know, these guys from military come back in from fighting, you know, they have, like, this yes. transition hey, time, you know? That's it, what I it, needed. It's therapy, man. I'm telling you, like, okay, so my everyday stressors
2: today – I can't yeah. get in the ring tonight and take it out on somebody. And right. Exactly. I mean, we're, exactly. We're contact. You need that as a dude, I think.
0: <laughs> I know. I think so. I was waiting for this guy to come at me. I was like, please, please grab me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, i just going <laughs> to ask. You want cool? none of
2: them uh, lead feet you got, though. <laughs> I
0: know. Exactly. <laughs>
1: so, are y'all cool now? Hey, man.
0: <laughs> no, I had to go find me another job. I'm, I I uh, literally that's the reason I couldn't uh come on come on unfortunately take this earlier with you is because I had to go work find, I got another job at this other gym. Gotcha. So I had to go over there today and uh get started over there so I can pay my fucking bills. Yeah, no doubt. You know? <laughs> he's still
2: he's still the king. Um say so, hey, he came of fucking shit thank up. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this podcast today. We love you. Hey, hey Jimmy, uh When when we hang up with Shane, what are we coming back with? So you, know, you know, know, the answer. You know, and they
1: know. We got to ask Wolfie D anything. We'll be right back.
2: Thanks. That was you. awesome, guys.
0: Yeah, thank you, fun, man.
2: Yeah, man. Thank really, too, up shit. Yeah, dude. Don't be was, a stranger, bro. Yeah,
0: I won't. I'm a, I'm around. In cause call call me anytime.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Y'all, y'all are neighbors, though. Hell, I'm, I know. I'm, it's I'm a, a trip, man. dude. I'm in Kentucky. You may let me know anytime you're in you're in Huntersville.
1: I will, brother. I mean, I'm seriously okay. there at Burkdale all the time. We go we okay. eat food there and
0: all that. So, so funny that you said Burkdale because my gym was right above Burkdale that I got fired okay. from. Oh, dude. It was okay. like you you do you remember where Galloway Hooker's at? You know what that yeah, is? I sure do, yeah. Okay, I, my gym was right across the street from Galloway Hooker. Man, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Now now I'm at I'm at this other gym called a, a, a elite fitness now, so Okay, so okay. hopefully, I uh bust any plants or throw any chairs there. Yeah, maybe play it cool for just a little bit, you, I, I, you know. I am. I'm gonna play it really, really cool.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming on, bro. This has been awesome. You're welcome, guys. Anytime, yeah. any kind, you guys need somebody, please reach out to me. Okay.
2: We'll do. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot of Love fun. Love you,
2: man. Take care of yourself, buddy. got yeah, man. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Sounds All good, right. man. See you. See you, DJ,
1: hit the music. All right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D
2: Anything, and man, Shane Williams, he's cool as always, right? Oh, absolutely, man. Funny guy, uh, nice guy, uh, always always got along with him, man.
1: He's a heck of a bumping machine, too, man. I remember oh, seeing yeah. him oh, take yeah. great it bumps. It, make you look good, man. He'll make you yeah. look good. Yeah. He always had good gear. He always looked good. You know what I'm mm. saying?
2: Like, he looked professional. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's always important, right? So. Oh yeah, man. I mean, that's the that's one of the biggest things. I swear, man. I don't honestly, I don't really care how great your gear is sometimes, but. There's a presence about you, man. You know, and there's some exactly. guys that can walk out there and 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 whatever and and make you go, hmm. That, that, yeah, he's he's got something about him. You know what I
6: mean? Absolutely.
2: But then there's also the guy that can wear the same exact outfit and walk out there and they go, this is, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are those guys talking about like body type or nothing? I'm just saying it's either right. there or it's not.
1: So, so let I me, mean, yeah, exactly. So like, what are those guys? Do you all have a name for the guys that spend a ton of money on gear, but don't spend a ton of money on training? I mean, is there a,
2: <laughs> I don't even know if it would be the training, you know what I'm saying? It's just sure. either there or it's not. I mean, right. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to put into words, man. Well, hey, this
1: kind of leads me into this first question, and I think it's actually timely. So, Matthew Stromberg, he actually emailed this to the liveandincolor.wolfyd at gmail.com. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But anyway, who set that up? Oh, wait, it was me. Anyway, so the first question he asked, and this guy is actually somewhat Funny because he's also from the East Tennessee area. And he says, So it's Matthew Stromberg in an email. He says, Wolfie, not sure if I'm emailing the correct address. I have a somewhat simple question. I am a local wrestler in the East Tennessee area. Okay. And my question is a little different. I understand that there's too easy of a way to make it in the business. And making it is different individually. Okay. So what's your best advice for making it in the business? Question mark. Then he says something after this, and I'll let you you answer. He says, I currently ride the roads with someone I look up to whom a decent amount of folks know in East Tennessee. I'm working out five times a week. I'm 29. <laughs> Is there a, lo- a legitimate route? of making it in the business. I know this is off topic from what y'all usually talk about. I just want to pick Wolfie's brain or what he recommends I can do to go further in this business. Also, I'm two years in the business, so still green. But even if the response doesn't air, I'd still like to hear what you have to say, brother.
2: (laughs) Wow. That's a, a uh, very intuitive question there. So five
1: times a week he works out. He's 29. He's working he's been, out, man. Yeah he's, yeah. Year, mean, he's years, yeah, he's been in the he's Two business, years. He's been in the business.
2: Two years business, working But he out.
1: also understands he's still green, which is important.
2: You know, yeah. a lot of guys Absolutely. two years in
1: the business, they think they're ready for Madison Square Garden. And,
2: and that's odd for now, right? Right, you know? it is. Dude. And, uh, you know, just because they get on TV, then all of a sudden know everything. <laughs> Exactly. All right, so yeah, my my advice to uh any young guy in the business uh, from what I know now, I mean, it doesn't hurt to put your shit on social media. And I can't say that I wouldn't have. You know what I mean? Right. If I was alive at this time right now and I was 19 and you know, kind of, you know, had that gimmick that hadn't been seen before, but I'd put it out there. I mean, look at uh the Michael Jackson guy. Yeah. One, one move basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, a moonwalk DDT. And now he gets booked constantly. Right. Right. And and, and that's not a knock that I don't know what he works like. I ain't seen a whole match of him, but I know I saw that. Yeah. So put your shit out there, man. I I think that's the key right now. I mean, put it out there, but also fucking listen, man, because people can help you. you Yeah. Listen,
1: listen to the veterans
2: and listen to as many veterans as possible. And and listen to the veterans that can, uh, you know, adapt and change, but not it, it's not go all the way one way with it. You know, don't absolutely don't, it's there just for a paycheck and to just. Yeah. OK, great. Yeah. Yeah. And not call nobody out on nothing. Oh all that was terrible. What the fuck, man? You know?
1: <laughs> also, watch your own stuff. Right. Absolutely. 100% yeah.
2: watch your stuff.
1: The next question we've got is from listener Keenan Brown. I always message back and forth with me. He's, he's a funny dude. He says, can we get some stories about your first match at the mid South Coliseum?
2: Hmm. I am trying to remember my very first match. <laughs> I can remember my first uh, TV match, uh, bill rush, I think, and TD still, baby, uh, or our opponents, but I, Cannot honestly remember who I worked the first time at the Coliseum. It was probably, I, I I would probably put my life on this. It's Danny Davis. I would almost be willing to bet, or you know, as a tag or something. Either singles or one of those two has to be.
1: Okay, let me see here. I'm going to test that theory. (laughs) So it does say this. Yes. So on February 15th of '93. Now again, Mm -hmm. this may not be correct. Oh.
2: Yeah, are you not putting me over here because I knew? Yeah, no, I'm putting you over. It's big. Yeah,
1: because here's the <laughs> deal. This is hilarious. It's PG 13 in a tag versus Danny Davis and a guy named Hurricane Huggins. So, Hurricane Huggins. Yeah.
2: And I guarantee you that was Iran.
1: That was Iran. Iran? That's hilarious.
2: I guarantee it. I guarantee That's, it because so, uh, that was a rib. I told you that, man. Uh, I've told the listeners that was a rib uh, that Frank uh morel jeff jarrett and i don't know who who, whoever was it was them two for sure masterminding it uh but they used to do it to me on the programs when i first started and that would have been right there i was woolly b i was uh wolfie t i was i was everything but wolfie d yeah, uh, on the programs and whoopee. i guarantee you people yeah. can yeah whoopee all that i guarantee there's people out there that have programs uh with that name on it man and it was that's probably just them too
1: <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy man so hurricane huggins man yeah. i interviewed eron and didn't bring up his name hurricane huggins man <laughs> i guarantee it was him i guarantee man. That's wild, dude. So, I mean, there, you know, later on, you definitely see how PG-13 worked Iran and Miss Texas and stuff, but that's yeah. hilarious. So, he, he was probably under a hood, I would assume, right? Hurricane No, nah,
2: probably not. No, nah. Really? He, okay. No, he's probably just him. They just did that to ha-ha-ha because, you know, you want to see the card It gets posted up on the wall and has the underline overs and all that shit, and <laughs> uh, times or whatever. And uh, no, I guarantee you, it's, it's just for a pop. That's what they would, that's how boring they were. That's so funny. Oh my God.
1: I guarantee you. Yeah. Okay. It's him. I believe you, man. I do. I mean, you were there. I believe you, you know? So anyway, I was probably picking my nose somewhere, not doing anything. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm going to find out from Iran later on about that. That's awesome. Okay. So Kenan asked another question. And again, Kenan, thank you for listening. As always, you always support the show. So, so definitely appreciate that. Says First time you looked across the ring and was like, holy shit, that is
2: blank. Mm Hmm. Hmm. You're like, holy shit,
1: that's that's E Ron Hatchet. They're calling him
2: Hurricane Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I promise that's the truth. I believe you do. Let me think on this one. Um this is a really hard question, Keenan. Uh, cause like once I get out there, I'm not like when I look across the ring, it was just okay, do my thing and let's you know, make this good or whatever. I mean, yes, but maybe beforehand it's like, okay, this is the first time I'm working on smaller, and yes, I was probably nervous or something like that. But I just, it, man, when you get out there and you're ready to do your thing, man, everything else just fades away. You're just, you're out there, you're doing your thing. You get into yeah. character and you're just doing your shit, man, and. Uh, I, I Man, because I, I can't say one person. I would be, It would be a, uh, a dishonor to the other ones that I didn't say. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, I know. I did. There were some cool people, man. You have. Very cool, great wrestlers, man. And uh, to say one that just starstruck me, no, I'm not standing across the ring. Okay. You know? Maybe I mean, L-O-D? later on or something. <laughs> I mean, and, and I mean yeah, were- but. It was such a weird Dude, mindset. Honestly, I'm telling right. you, I watched, I'm, I'm walking around, before I ever get in a ring with him, I'm walking around in, uh, in Hawk's hotel room with him, <laughs> you know, we're, we're smizzing, and, uh, you know, he's he's looking in the mirror and pulling his shirt up going, I gotta get lipo or some shit, I gotta get lipo. Oh my yeah, god. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, man, get lipo. But no, it was just that was, you know, I'm hanging out with these dudes, man, and uh, when I get in the
1: ring, I just want to do what I do. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's the first time you've ever told that, too, by the way. So, oh no, so, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's a so. Funny to, one, it, so, I mean, but that goes to show, like you've said this many times, that sometimes wrestlers almost develop body image issues. You know, oh, big t- And if you think about it, Hulk always kind of pulled the trunks up to hide the muffins. Yep. Yeah. But dude, nah.
2: that guy was in impeccable shape. When I'm telling you shape. that story, that's the kind of movement he was making in the mirror, looking at himself. You know what I mean? He was yeah. making that movement. You know, everybody <laughs> knows how Hawks pull his pants up. Right? Shit, it's almost like fucking Mr. Furley. Right. Right. <laughs> <it> <laughs> uh, not Mr. Furley, but uh, Don Knotts on uh, what was
1: his name? Three's Company? Or you're talking about Barney five.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, Barney, Fife. Barney yeah. Fife. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that, yeah. But no, I get that. Yeah, but I mean, you just think about it, like, honestly, one of the best probably bodies ever is Hawk at one time. So to oh, think yeah, about yeah. even this... Monster of a man at one time <laughs> had had some body image things going on, man. That oh, yeah. tells you something, dude. Yeah. And, and I mean, it just confirms a lot of the things you said about wrestling and and as being a wrestler, you know. So, yeah. I, I get it, man. That's crazy though. But I I think I would I would probably guess it would be Lawler because that would be like your first say, like, okay, that's holy shit. That's not uh, holy
2: I mean, shit. I don't know, man. Honestly, because probably before I worked Lawler one on one, I probably worked a lot of other. Pretty cool people before that. So yeah, Danny a, Davis, Hurricane team, Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was
1: it? Um, Hurricane Huggins. <laughs> well, they, yes. <laughs> oh my God, Larry, that is funny. Yeah, what a rib. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that is all I got for Ask Wolfie D. Anything, brother. So
4: all
2: right. Well, we're gonna take it to the house then. Yeah, thanks for having us again and thanks for listening. We love you. Jimmy, send us off. You're gonna do it today.
1: <laughs> all right. I've been waiting for this job all my life. Thank you, Wolfie D. Hey, <laughs> hey, for Wolfie D, for Jimmy Street, this has been the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> now, a word from our sponsor.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's
3: based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the plastic chic, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking
0: topics, to superstar interviews, to action figure expertise. This team does it all, and all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: Hey, 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 it's the Heat Miser Scotty Blaze. Now, I'm inviting all of y'all to join me on my brand new podcast, Turning Up the Heat with the Heat Miser Scotty Blaze. So, what are you waiting for? Come on over and join me. I'll be covering all the events of the day global, national, pop culture, movies gaming whatever sounds interesting but i'll also be playing some awesome skating shuffle music from the 70s the 80s the 90s the 2000 anything that has a good beat i'm gonna be playing it you can rest assured come on over t-u-t-h radio.com the podcast is on every major podcast platform see you then
6: So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at Warren Wolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at Live Wolfie D. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autograph photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in
2: there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. That secondly the people that are liking the page beyond
6: that even more is the people that are listening and we really appreciate that yeah and remember guys the podcast drops a new episode every monday at noon and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats thanks again i got a cat
3: for you don't he got a cat for you don't a
4: got
3: a got you and here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving in color. don't rush, your mother. Utilize a hubcap. like any other. other. Back in the day, I was NOD. And I was P to the G. Plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired up suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are. Without me name dropping, wrestling's first white boy coming out. Hip hop been doing it like this since '92. Lay low for a while, and you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick, it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no faking, that is no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over on four not here to play games, so you better be You don't like me, so what? I really don't care All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You set a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped When i finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up and i'm driving it home it's rookie dream baby huh. i got a cap for you don't i got a cap for you go You got a cap for it's home You got
1: a cap for you don't this has been a james rock street production